0: Productivity is important for every Christian, but there is one group for whom productivity is perhaps even more essential for, and I'm talking about pastors. In today's episode, we're going to be looking at why pastors should concern themselves with personal productivity, what makes your calling so unique in this regard, and we're also going to be sharing some strategies that pastors specifically can employ to become better stewards of their time. So if you're a pastor, a seminarian, an elder, aspiring pastor, or just somebody in full-time ministry, this episode is made for you. I hope the resources we share will be helpful with you. I'm also going to have some resources in the description as well. So stick around. Well, welcome to the Redeeming Productivity Show. This is the podcast that helps Christians get more done and get it done like Christians. And I am your host, Reagan Rose. Well, as I mentioned, I'm excited for this episode because we're going to be talking about pastoral productivity. This is actually going to be based on an article I recently wrote for Focus on the Family, which specifically addressed how pastors should think about productivity. I'll share a link to that article in the show notes as well if you like to read, but we're going to kind of elaborate on some of the themes we talked about in there. Before we jump into it, I did want to share with you a resource that I have created to hopefully make your life a little bit easier. It is my morning routine planner. It is free. Basically, it's just a free PDF that is going to walk you through some simple steps for creating a Christ-honoring morning routine. It's available at redeemingproductivity.com slash morning. Using this, you're going to set a bedtime for yourself. You're going to make a plan for when you'll do your devotions, when you pray, uh, even making a plan for the day ahead, blocking out the time. It's got worksheets and a reusable worksheet you can use every day to plan the tasks ahead of you. Again, that's totally free, my gift to you. You can get that at redeemingproductivity.com slash morning. All right, so the uh, idea for this episode came to me in a dream. No, I'm just kidding. It didn't come to me in a dream. It came to me from an interview I heard with Cal Newport, who is the author of the book Deep Work. If you've watched this show for a while, you know I'm a big fan of the book Deep Work and the concept of Deep Work. I think this, this idea of carving out hours, multiple hours of uninterrupted work, is so critical in today's world of distraction. And it's especially critical for pastors. And that's actually what um kicked off this idea for this article I wrote for focus on the family is, dude, pastors specifically need help with focus and deep work. And Newport, in this interview I was listening to, he said, Did you know that the one group I hear from more than anyone else? Is pastors? Well, it's just so interesting. His book is aimed really more at like academics and prof- professionals, but he said I hear from pastors more than anyone, and it's not a Christian book. So I thought that was interesting, but it actually didn't super surprise me because you know my ministry, Redeeming Productivity, is geared towards helping Christians with personal productivity, but our readers and the members of our Redeeming Productivity Academy even though they come from a range of vocational backgrounds, you know, professional students, homemakers, academics, entrepreneurs, right? But just like Newport, I found that by far the largest vocational demographic who utilize Redeeming Productivity's resources are pastors. Are pastors. Why might that be? Well, I do believe that personal productivity is something that every Christian should take seriously. You know, we all have been called to bear much fruit. But I'm convinced that pastors, more than any other group, should be especially concerned with productivity and time management. Personal productivity is something every Christian should take seriously. We have been called, after all, to bear much fruit, John 15, 5. But I'm convinced that pastors, really even more than most any other group, should be especially concerned with productivity and time management. Because I think this is so underappreciated just how important time management is for pastors. They have some uniqueness to their ministry. If you're a pastor listening to this, you have some uniqueness to your ministry that make it all the more important that you know how to plan your time, that you know how to keep a schedule, that you know how to manage these things. So I'm going to give you two reasons why pastors should care about their personal productivity. And then I'm going to give you like five different tips and places to start to get more control over your time and use it more effectively. Okay. So the first reason that pastors should care about personal productivity is the pastor's high calling. So the first reason you should care about your productivity, if you're a pastor, is your high calling. You know, pastors have been called to proclaim, expound, and apply God's word. So that's important, right? Apostle Paul refers to himself as a steward of the mysteries of God. In 1 Corinthians 4.1, he says, This is how one should regard us, as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. That is a high calling indeed, wouldn't you say? Um, And and it gets even more important that pastors are called to keep watch over souls as ones who will give an account. Hebrews 13.17, it's addressing um, the people in a local church, but saying, Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they, the leaders, the pastors— are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. But the emphasis I'm drawing here is they're keeping watch over your souls. They're going to give an account. Pastors have a high calling, stewards of the mysteries of God, and people who give an account for how they watch over people's soul. That's why James in James 3.1 says, not many of you should become teachers. For you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. Pastoral ministry is not a light thing. It is not a job you take because it's, it's just easier to be a man of the cloth. Do people still say man of the cloth? I like that phrase. No, but like some people I think genuinely do this, possibly unbelievers that are, that are trying to find a job they can coast in, is they go into pastoral ministry and they're like, this is so, I can just phone it in. I can sort of just barely work on the sermon. I can do the bare minimum and I can collect a paycheck and and I kind of can do whatever I want during the week, right? And I'm not saying that pastoral ministry is easy. I'm saying that there are people who can take advantage of the unique uh, time freedom that pastors have and abuse that for their own gratification. But a pastor needs to recognize that your high calling demands a high level of stewardship of your time and so i think we we have to gratefully admit that yeah it's god who causes growth in the people whom we minister to but pastors shouldn't thumb their nose at the idea of um personal productivity and time management we should cheerfully take responsibility for your role in the means for that growth which you are being used by god to help people to grow and so if you're serious about this your aim should be as to be as effective as possible in your part. you know, Paul in 1 Corinthians 3, 6, he uses the um, metaphor of planting and watering, you know, planted, watered, but it's God who caused the growth, right? If I'm the waterer, if I'm the planter, I want to be the best watering can I can be, right? It's a matter of stewardship. I don't want to take that lightly. I want to be really useful in God's hand. And that's why productivity matters. And so that's the first reason. If you're a pastor, don't don't see practical techniques of of time stewardship or or to do list. Don't see that as like beneath you or like unspiritual. It is a necessary part of wisdom that you should take hold of because your calling is great. And so take it seriously and and use these resources uh, to do that as well as possible. Uh, next, we're going to talk about the second reason that pastors uh, should seek to grow in personal productivity, and that is that the pastor follows a self-directed schedule. But before we get into that, I just wanted to share a quick note from this week's sponsors. Who you become a year from now will in large measure be a result of the habits you practice today. If you want to grow spiritually in your personal productivity and in all of life, you need to be practicing the habits that actually lead to that kind of growth. The problem I've discovered though is even though we all know that's true, few of us actually make a plan that guarantees that those habits happen every day. Hi, my name is Reagan Rose. I'm the creator of Redeeming Productivity, which is a ministry dedicated to approaching personal productivity from a biblical worldview. The truth is becoming more productive, more disciplined, and more consistent isn't actually that hard. It's just that we need a plan for how to get there. The trick I've learned is that we really just need to get one habit right. And if we can get this one habit right, everything else begins to fall in line behind it. And I'm talking about a morning routine. A morning routine is simply a time where you get up earlier than you normally would so you can't be distracted and you go through a few simple habits. Things like reading your Bible, spending time in prayer each day, exercise and other self-development, self-growth type activities so that you guarantee you're making progress every day on the things that really matter. And it really is that simple. But I think the reason a lot of people don't do this very obvious thing is again we don't have a plan and that's why i developed power mornings power mornings is an online course that takes you by the digital hand and guides you through the process step by step of how to make a christ-honoring morning routine that actually works and that you'll actually stick with and power mornings you get video instruction from me as well as a workbook which will guide you through the process of coming up with a christ-honoring morning routine that doesn't sacrifice sleep includes a time for studying the bible each morning plan for how to pray every day, exercise, and even the basics for how to take five minutes each morning to plan the day ahead. The result of all this is you are going to have the habits in place that are going to keep you on track to becoming more and more the person that God wants you to be. You're going to have a greater sense of peace in your life because you're going to be walking with the Lord each day and you're going to be staying on top of your commitments. So if you're feeling stuck or you just want to supercharge your growth, check out Power Mornings. It's the morning routine for productive Christians. Okay, so we've talked about the first reason that pastors should care about productivity, and that's because you have a high calling. But the second reason is that you have a self-directed schedule. So pastors have a self-directed schedule. What do I mean by that? I mean that in most jobs, the schedule is somewhat fixed, right? You're working five days a week. You have a start time and end time. You have clear objectives. Maybe there's a sense of regularity to it. Come to the office, do the work. You go home, rinse, repeat. You know, it's clear when you're on the clock and when you're off. But man, that's way different from pastors, isn't it? I think a lot of people don't realize this. Um, And that's why people are so comfortable, as they should be, you know, calling the pastor at random times. Like, well, aren't you always working and never working? It's like Schrodinger's cat for, uh, for ministry is people, same people will say that you are both never doing anything because don't you only work on Sunday, but then they'll call you you know, in the middle of the night on Saturday and be like, well, can't you come help? (laughs) It's like you are both always working and never working. Um, But I, I, I do think that's this unique part of pastoral ministry and it's a good and it's a necessary part of it. But apart from the weekly rhythms of Sunday services, church programs, you know, meetings, a pastor's schedule is highly variable and it can and often does look radically different from one week to the next. And so I think that Even though it might not feel like it at times, this is just an aspect of the fact that a pastor has a high degree of freedom over how he spends large parts of his week. High degree of freedom. And you can give up that freedom by letting yourself be dominated by other people's demands, or you could take advantage of that freedom to sort of be selfish and not do everything you're supposed to be doing. But but that temporal autonomy is a necessary and good feature of ministry because i mean think about it an overscheduled pastor would not have the margin to respond to the personal needs of congregants which don't always follow a fixed timetable right but also that freedom can be a blessing and it can be a curse for pastors it's a blessing having you know freedom over your schedule because when necessary you have the freedom to drop everything and you know drive to the hospital visit somebody who's sick but it's also a blessing because there are aspects of your uh, ministry that are flex, are in flex all the time. For example, if you're preparing a message each week, you're preparing a sermon, some weeks it's going to take way longer than others, especially if you're faced with a difficult text. You don't want it to be that you only have this many hours to work on the sermon, and if you don't have that, it doesn't get done, right? You, that flexibility is a blessing. Um, temporal autonomy is a blessing. So having that freedom of your schedule, yes, it can be a great blessing. I think it's a necessary part. Of ministry, that it, it isn't just doesn't always follow a completely fixed schedule. But on the other hand, having a highly self directed schedule can also be sort of a curse. Uh, I, I really do believe that the God who's formed this orderly universe is created us to thrive under structure, under clarity. Um, and I think when we lack orderliness for a long period of time, we can fall into some harmful traps. You see this in pastoral ministry in that some pastors without built-in structure have this temptation to give in to distraction, you know, wasting hours on pointless tasks, social media scrolling, instead of focusing on the important work they've been called to. But conversely, a lack of structure in other pastors can lead to overwork, to burnout, um, without having any boundaries in place. You know, ministry matters sort of like balloon to eclipse everything in your life, family, rest, physical health, right? All those take a back seat to the work of ministry. And so even though, you know, late night calls are kind of part of the job, for many pastors that always on state is kind of like permanent. It's ministerial workaholism, and that is poor stewardship. So so my point is that because of this unique aspect to your ministry, because you have temporal autonomy, as I call it, a self-directed schedule. You have to be on guard against two equally dangerous paths. The one is to be lazy, and the other is to work too much and to give yourself over to the tyranny of the urgent. You got to watch out for both of those. And and that's, you know, some of that's personality type, some of it's certain things that you're given to, Um, but some of it might manifest in the same person in different seasons of life. You know, I work with a lot of pastors in our Redeeming Productivity Academy. And some of them come and say, I just, I'm being lazy. I, I'm not doing the stuff I'm supposed to be doing. I find myself too distracted. Others are like, I don't know how to turn myself off. Like I cannot stop working. And so it both of those are bad, is my point. Both of those are bad. But they are symptoms of this temporal autonomy that you have. And so to to combat that, You need to bring some order to the chaos. And that's the last thing I want to talk to you about here, kind of practical strategies. Let's talk about bringing order to the chaos. How can you guard against both sides, both ditches on this road where you have this autonomy and it's easy sometimes to fall into laziness, it's easy other times to fall into overwork? How do you kind of ride the middle of that road, (laughs) the straight and narrow, as it were, of keeping a good sense of structure while ensuring that you're being as effective as possible in your calling, neither wasting time nor just constantly riding the edge of burnout. How do you find that sweet spot? Well, I, I do think that there really is no way around it. Um, longevity and effectiveness in ministry requires pastors to employ some common grace strategies. And there's always going to be surprise calls, crazy weeks, last-minute deadlines, and, but for long-haul, fruitful Ministry pastors have to take responsibility to guard against that becoming the norm I mean how many times have you said oh it's a busy month but next week will be better and then next week's a busy month and then on and on that goes for like thirty years right how do you how do you combat that well I have talked with a lot of pastors um, both in the academy and during my time um, at the the masters seminary and being in and around John MacArthur's ministries, I've met a lot of pastors in interviews on this podcast. And I've talked a lot with pastors about their schedules. And one thing I've seen time and time and time and time and time again, is that those pastors who have a longevity in their ministry, who've been at it a long time, who continue to be fruitful, even decades later, they have some pretty common patterns. And basically, they're just really consistent they take productivity seriously. And so here's a couple of things that that I've seen I think um, could be useful to you if you're a pastor and you're like, I want to get more serious about personal productivity. I want to get more serious about keeping a schedule. Um, So first one is keep a consistent bedtime and morning routine. I mentioned at the top of this episode about that morning routine planner I have. That is a practical way you could put this into action right now in your life. That's that's free, just use it. Um, Plan for yourself a morning routine. Part of that will be planning your bedtime Helping you be consistent with sleep as well as your devotions and all that other stuff. Um, the second thing is start each day with prayer and a brief plan for the day. What I mean is, hopefully, you're already starting the day with prayer, but writing out what you plan to work on for today. What is today's plan of action? And committing those plans to the Lord, right? Uh, in prayer. Uh, another thing is identify your highest priority task and determine to get that done, even if other quote unquote urgent tasks um, have to be left undone in order for you to do that Uh, let me elaborate on this one a little bit one things a lot of us tend to do especially if you know your work is in serving other people is you allow yourself to basically be ruled by everyone else's emergencies and now there are true emergencies that you have to drop everything for but let me let me make a comparison let's say that you um, had an appointment with somebody scheduled for two o'clock and then someone else came in and they said hey, can you meet at two today? You wouldn't say, "Uh, sure, yeah, and then just cancel the other person, right? They'd be like, what on earth? Why did you do that? Like you said we were meeting. Like, couldn't you have told that person to meet later? But we do this when it comes to things that we've determined to work on. What I mean is we don't guard our time as well as we ought to. Um, I see this a lot with pastors. There's something that needs to be done And then someone comes to say, hey, do you have a minute to chat? Sure. Set everything aside. And again, there are emergencies where you need to be like, yes, I'm going to set everything aside because this this person clearly is in distress. They need my help right now. 90% of the time, it's something that can wait. You need to focus on completing the highest priority things you said you were going to do and just tell that person, I'm sorry, I have uh, something I need to finish right now. Can you meet at three instead? Most of the time, like, yeah, sure. Right? But you have to start with that attitude of these things that I'm planning to do, I'm going to focus on the important stuff and not always let the urgent stuff push it to the side. Okay. So that's a mindset you have to cultivate. And then of course, it's going to take some wisdom to determine when you really do need to be interrupted by something that's a true emergency, but, but most of the time it's not, I think. And the last thing, and I think probably the most important thing is create a normal working schedule. What do I mean by that? I don't mean creating a law for yourself because deviations from your schedule are inevitable in ministry, but you need some sense of regularity to return to when the emergencies do pass. You're not always living at like 99.9% capacity where you just, oh, I'm just doing too much all the time. Or, you know, or the converse where you're just like, oh, I'm just barely doing enough so I don't get fired. <laughs> You need to create a normal working schedule, something that's going to work for you on good weeks and bad weeks, just a real middle-of-the-road thing. And like I said, all these pastors I've talked to, they have something like this. They know what day they're going, is their day off. They know, you know, that's when I'm going to mow the lawn. That's when I'm going to take the car in for repairs. That's when I'm going to do those kind of things. And they guard that really, really well. Um, There was an episode I did with a pastor named Chris Reiser. You can look that one up. In the archives of the podcast. And you'll hear here's a guy who's been in ministry for decades. You'll hear how he schedules his week. Really consistent. Same thing, Tom Pennington, pastor down in Texas. He spoke in a a seminary class I was in many years ago, and he shared his schedule with us. And I was just blown away with just how normal and consistent it was. These are the days I work in the sermons. These are the days we have staff meetings. These are the day I do counseling appointments. And he sticks to that. He sticks to that. There's wisdom in that. And if you talk to any seasoned minister, someone who hasn't um, given up and left, someone who's lived a fruitful life of consistent ministry, you're going to find that they followed a schedule. And so be wise about that. I'm going to share some resources in the uh, show notes, in the description for some articles for some different pastors that have shared their schedules, but it's not about what specific schedule you pick. That'll give you some ideas. But the big thing is actually just having a schedule and deciding, Hey, I'm going to follow a pattern because I am a finite creature under a high calling from a great God. And so I'm going to take seriously God's call for me to be productive. And though ultimately, yeah, it's God who's working in you to accomplish his ends through your ministry. But simple, practical techniques of productivity, those can be the common grace aid that you need to push aside the thistles and the thorns that are inherent to the everyday blessed labor that is pastoral ministry and really be useful to God. So I hope some of this was helpful to you. I will see you again here next week. But until I do, remember this, in whatever you do, do it well and do it all to the glory of God.